All right. That was Misha, a new music from Misha. You're tuned into the beat on BFF.FM. Welcome to the show. My name is Nick Powell, and I will be with you from 4 to 6 p.m. as I am every Sunday here on BFF.FM. Uh, a lot of new stuff lined up for you today. I kind of went through the racks of the new um, music that's come into the station and found a lot of great stuff, um, including that track and something new off of Tom Lab. The album is called All We Will Become. Uh, oh, right. Other shows on the show today. Uh, Beat the Game will be airing at 4.30. It's normal time. Uh, we're going to be talking about a game called Imbroglio, which is a mobile game uh, by a designer who has made a few sort of kind of somewhat similar, very interesting, very offbeat uh, mobile games um, named, I want to say Michael Bro. I know his last name is Bro, B-R-O-U-G-H. Uh, and then on Artbeat, we are going to talk about uh, Lady Dynamite, the new Netflix show starring Maria Bamford. Um, interesting. I'll have to see. I know that uh, my co-host Lily is a big Bam fan, but uh, I have not. I'll have to see sort of what she thought of the show. And also just I'm interested in this kind of uh, I feel like we've, we're reaching the part of hipster comic or alt comics as they embarrassingly often call themselves uh where there's nothing dangerous about it anymore and i wonder if that sucks uh but until then we're just gonna um play through some jams i have some uh, sort of i don't I, I, i'm trying to bridge the gap between grunge and emo i just i only said that to make to make myself sick but what i'm trying to say is uh man everyone's doing alternative rock these days and i'm not complaining um we'll start off with something off of a sort of power pop rock album uh that came out in the last few years i guess what i'm saying is the theme of today is uh records that came out in 2015 that sound like they're from 1998 this first one is by pedal uh the song is called tommy and you're listening to the beat on bff.fm
songs we used to sing We haven't sung them in so long I'll sing one with you now the dulcet tones of Nick Diamond Nick from the islands or islands and the unicorns islands are back with a new two new albums I think Uh, this one is called should I remain here at sea and that is the opening track called back into it which I thought was going to be about getting back into into making music again but it was about putting your back into it which is fine although I think there was one song uh, previously that's been done about putting your back into it is that right for us 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, before that, Eskimo spelled John Tilly with an E A U X at the end. Uh, the song is called Power off of their new album, Year of the Rabbit. Uh, Car Seat Headrest, my new favorite band, off of their new album on Matador Records. It's uh, The song is called 1937 State Park. Before that, a bit of a guilty pleasure that I've played on the, on the show before. Something I heard on a CD sampler I got from Side One Dummy Records um, when I bought the Pup album. By the way, there's a new Pup album. I'll be playing a song from that coming up. Very excited about the new Pup album. But uh, that was Microwave with uh, the song But Not Often. Uh, before that was Cheap Girls, Knock Me Over, and uh, Pedal started it off. That brings us up to date. Forrest is in the house. Beat the Game is imminent. Uh, so stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute to talk video games. In the meantime, uh, if you missed the hottest show in town last night, it was going down at 8.15 p.m. at the makeout room. Reckless Eric uh, played. Uh, those of you who are n- uh, less than familiar with Reckless Eric, he is most most well known for the song from various movie soundtracks, Whole Wide World. Uh, I go the whole wide world. I go the whole wide world just to find ya. Uh, but he actually, so he was kind of like a stiff records guy um, back in that era, early 80s, maybe even late 70s. I think he was putting out albums in the late 70s. Anyway, um, and he's just kind of a funny, like, British pub rock kind of guy. Um, but uh, it was a very cool show because I guess he's been touring a bunch and no one's been coming out to his shows because he's probably playing, like, whatever the modern-day equivalent of, like, Chemo's or the Red Devil Lounges. Um, he's playing the show, the, the, the venues that people who don't who have been touring too long and don't have a following anymore play. Um, and uh, this time through, uh, some people uh, in the know uh, hooked him up with a show um, with a band called The Mantles, who is like a sort of local uh, Rocky kind of, uh, you know, Beatles-y Rocky band. Um, and, you know, promoted it to the kind of people who would actually like that music and not just the four guys who are still listening to that record from 1981. Um, it was an awesome show, and I really enjoyed it. Here's a song off of one of his newer albums, which I had not heard, but he played last night. Uh, it's about a record producer, f- presumably from 1982. Uh, it's called Joe Meek. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM. On the second floor of number three or four Above a handbag store and the heavy roar Of traffic rolling down the Suffer the long 
places that make up the sky will fall in replace us when we die take it from me i am alive or if not at least this feels right to be tied coffee sick and space in my car drives itself down central Broadcasting live from high above Cap Street in San Francisco, California, it's Beat the Game. Beat the Game. On BFF.FM. Welcome to another installment of Beat the Game. Hey, Forrest. Yo, Nick. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's nice and sunny here in San Francisco. A good Memorial Day weekend. Now we can't ever use this uh, episode as a rerun because I just oh my God. cued you into what date it is. But oh, I could use it in a year. It's beautiful out. It's very it's nice. It's a great 2017. Day. I really feel like 2017 is <laughs> looking up. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that president, that new president we have. Hmm. unbelievable how doing so awesome so far how they are they are doing such a good job (laughs) (laughs) 
And, um, of course, uh, um, the Witness 4 is, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, much better than the last couple. Uh, I was on Twitch this morning. Uh, I really... It's time to get my channel in order, you know? I've been trying to get... Uh, there's a lot of widgets out there. Yeah, you had me watch um, a Hitman one because I had said maybe I want to buy hitman and yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it and uh i gotta be honest watching those guys do it they have like a pretty big channel too like i'm like i could do that it's like oh. just some dude noodling around he's got the audience like but i you know i feel like i could put in the work there yeah no i mean i think i think that's i think you should be fairly confident that you could do a t- show on twitch yeah i don't think it's i think that's no, the whole no. point I'm, i don't think i'm going to like immediately challenge their popularity or anything that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying two to three weeks yeah (laughs) give me like two month ramp up no i'm just saying like i had kind of somehow gotten the impression that at least some of them had like were like day nine production values or whatever but like yeah i mean even day nine's production value because i watch still watch him pretty religiously but it has gone much gone way down and not in a necessarily in a bad way but just in terms of like i think what he used to do was much more what like considered like he considered like a show yeah and now i mean the thing that of course the the thing that's happening with him is that he now has a job (laughs) uh and he like doesn't do this all the time but the other thing is you know and so his stream is much more casual but the other thing is you know it's there's a lot of interesting stuff about the sort of economics or and not not necessarily dollar economics, but sort of view economics of of uh, of Twitch. And one of the sort of cardinal rules is that um, t- streaming a lot is key, right? Yeah. So, in other words, you know, if you ever want to have a few hundred people in your channel, you have to be on for eight hours to let that bu- that audience sort of build up. Like yeah. they're not going to immediately show up because the whole point. You know, and the, the I mean, reliability is a huge thing, right? Yeah. So, like, there are streamers that I watch, and, like, I'll just go see if they're online. Like, I don't, like, tune in at a certain time. Day 9 is the only person that I will tune in at a certain time to watch. Yeah. Uh, because, just because he's been doing it so consistently for so long. But um, for most streamers, yeah, it's just about them being on all the time. And yeah. so, of course, they can't they can't prepare content for eight hours. They yeah, that's true. They just sit there and do it. Um, yeah, I mean, the one we watched, or the one you sent me, was, like, three and a half hours long, and, um, but, like, halfway through, he's just, his friend shows up, and he's just like, yeah, could you go grab us some drinks? Yeah, yeah, just whatever's in there. I mostly have rum. Yeah. Yeah, just make whatever. No, no, don't take that bottle, the other one. Yeah, okay, cool. And he's, like, just twiddling around in the menu or whatever and talking about the chatters, which, you know, again, I don't know why, it, clearly because I just hadn't thought about it, but... I was like, I could never have a Twitch channel. I'd need like interstitials and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, well, it's no. Just so this is turn what, on. Well, and then even if you do want like um, some like uh, uh, production value, the the lowest level of production value is like they have all these widgets, you know. So yeah. like because tw- it's like you know a popular, it's it's popular and it's a you know such a normalized. In other words, there's not a lot of customization to a Twitch channel. A Twitch channel is a Twitch channel. Yeah. And so it's been very easy for people to make add-ons and stuff. So I've been trying to get that stuff going. But the other the, the, the part of that that's annoying is, you know, it's getting into that sort of open source, you know, f- like people, like everyone's sort of writing their own yeah. thing. And they don't actually, they are buggy and they don't actually work together. And they take a little doing. 
Um, and so it's like so you know four that do the same thing, but one that's clearly the best. But he just basically does what's best for him. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm still I'm still working it out. Um, all right. So today we're talking about uh, a game called Imbroglio, which is a game I started playing about a week ago. Um, by uh, made by a guy named Jonathan Bro. I think it's a it's a pun on his name. Um, Makes sense. Bro puns are very cool. Yeah, uh, I mean everyone's into that. Yeah, um, but uh, but he's got special reason, special purchase on that uh, uh, on that meme. Um, you know, I guess like I came into this game with some sort of preconceived notions, um, but I think I sort of. You know, I, well, I think the pitch worked for me uh, in that it was like a turn-based game and that it was a mobile game, and I just don't have a mobile game right yeah. now. Um, but you came into this probably with no preconceived notions. So what did you think of the yeah, game? Yeah, so... What was your first impression? Uh, first of all, you misspelled it, but in such a way that I could easily guess which I one did? I was looking for. Yeah. Really? Okay, let me try it now. I M B R O. G L I O. That's correct. What? How do I spell it? I think you were missing the L. Imbrogio? Yeah. Oh well, that was just a strict typo. That's like fair. some people. Some people use the ty- word typo when they mean misspelling, but I'm saying like no, that was it. The key was literal, not hit properly. Literal typo. But yeah. anyway, my mistake. Uh, and you know, not to call you out, but it was kind of just like. <laughs> it, it was kind of just like okay, I think I know how this word is spelled. I think that's the right game. This doesn't look like it's got that higher production value, but sure it kind of fits the description i got let's yeah. try this yeah, yeah and you know after playing it for a little bit i was like okay yeah this is definitely yeah. something we're talking about um i thought it was good it's clearly an a game that was developed either with a small budget or by one man yeah um the did i say jonathan bro by the way yeah okay that's because i'm thinking of jonathan blow jonathan blow but his name is like michael bro or something i'll get that in a it, second it, it pops up when you open the app do you have it yes uh no i guess i do have the app i i wasn't lying about playing the game well no so i don't actually have it on my phone michael, yeah michael because i play games and read books on it on a different ios device so very cool um <laughs> i'm that man Oh, anyway. I've got multiple iOS devices. Uh, but getting back to the game, I think there are some interesting ideas there, but I also feel like there are some clear rough edges that uh, would be very easy to sort out. Yeah. Um, Gameplay-wise, or like, quote-unquote, air quote, uh, air unquote, polish. Yeah, polish. Oh, Mostly gotcha. polish. So the, the two big things for me... The- so let's, real quick, let's just sort of go through what this sure. is. So it's, it's a grid... Um, it's a turn-based game. You're presented with a grid. Each each um, square on the grid, it's like a four by four grid, uh, has like a weapon on it. And so whatever scri- whatever square you're standing on is the weapon you use to attack the enemy. Um, and then enemies come out, sort of pop out and 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 move to- towards you. It's a turn-based game, so you always know sort of where you're going to be able to get to line up. So it's all about making sure you end up on the right square at the right time with the other enemy in the right place so that you're able to shoot at him. And then the only other thing that's somewhat interesting about it is it's got a two-health bar uh, mechanic where you have red red hearts and blue diamonds. And um, and, uh, so you need to keep both of your health bars at at least one. They start at four. And so... um, 
you know, it, 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 there's there are ways to sort of it's you can go you can go at an enemy that only hurts your blues as if even with one red because you have enough blue, etc. As you can kind of use those to, to play off each other. Yeah. Um, game design wise, the my main criticism is you can like because it is turn based, you move and the and the enemies move. Yeah. You can either be invincible. Uh, you can always get in the first strike or the monster can always get in the first strike depending on which turn they come in on right and how far away they are so that's mostly true but there are ways around that um one is uh ranged weapons yeah and Uh, the the blink knife or whatever that randomly teleports you but that's kind of just hoping yeah yeah that's just hoping but so to me like that part um was was kind of a downside. Also, I think there need to be more weapons. But when I say ranged weapons, I don't, I don't just mean like that you can hit them from a range. I also mean that when you hit them, that's your turn. You don't move, and then they move afterwards. Yeah. And so that can change your get you back on yeah. the on the on the different track. On the correct yeah. track. Um, so back to the polish issue. The number one thing was finding out what I was supposed to even be doing after I killed the first few monsters. So I probably played like 30 rounds before I realized that um, the weapons had effects that changed over time. Uh And then it took me like another 20 rounds to figure out that I wanted to basically like level up the weapons and not my character because it was very clear about the damage types. Do you know why it takes so many sperm to find the egg? No. Because they don't stop and ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had also originally found the directions when I opened the app, but it all just made absolutely no sense <laughs> because I hadn't actually seen the game board yet. Yeah. Um, also, I found a way to delete the game board, and then the screen just looks empty. Like, once you get 32 gems, you can recreate the board. Right. Like, put right. down your the weapons in your own pattern, that, whatever right. you want. And uh, if you clear the board, it just looks like a blank screen. And so I thought I'd broken the game for a while. There's no, like, grid or anything. So, I mean, these are all small things. Um, I think the game itself is interesting. There's definitely... Not a good game for people who are not very smart. Because <laughs> they'll just get lost. Yeah, it's, it's a poor game. If Don't you... give it to children or people who are not very educated. If you just need to be told what to do all the time, like someone on the radio, <laughs> me... Um, you may not enjoy it 100% of the time. Well, but I mean, honestly, once like I figured that out, um, I started doing really well, and I started to say, okay, like this has actually got some interesting facets to it. I do think, though, uh, long-term, I would strongly expect that he adds more weapons because mm-hmm. some of them, like, there, for instance, like the red range weapon doesn't have a downside but it never levels up and the blue range weapon basically drains your blue if the if the enemy has more than one blue hit point to curse them uh also he's very in love with the curse effect but i never let an enemy live long enough to get cursed yeah so that when you said it there's sort of some stuff uh that you know some some sort of clear drawbacks or clear you know things that could be could be worked out those were the first things that came to mind is that i think that there are you know and this is is interesting i just like i just flashed back to darkest dungeon which had some of these issues too which is like 
there are there are you very quickly get into things like where you're like okay these seven things are useless yeah and then and so then you focus on the three things that actually get you anywhere um and so i guess there's a couple of ways to say it but one way to say it is that the game does not encourage you to take advantage or to explore all of the mechanics of the game yeah the game pushes you the incentives of the game push you into a very narrow type of gameplay and with you know and so it takes a long time to kind of yeah before you kind of start exploring it, outside of that if this was like an mmo or a competitive game you know we'd say that there are balance issues because right, yeah. there's definitely some strategies that are just you could like if you wanted a challenge you could try to be like a curse mage or whatever yeah. but well, and here's the other... Th- yeah, and maybe the, one of the problems is, like, there's too much choice in the game, right? Where they sort of yeah. give you all these characters, and they're, like, you're just... Do it. You're just like they're just like pick one and okay it's like I'm like, okay I'm gonna pick one of the not shitty ones and <laughs> yeah, then um yeah. and 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 you know and then you know the the different characters take advantage of different mechanics but again you're like well I'm gonna take I'm gonna use the one that takes advantage of mechanics that are actually useful yeah um so if they did things like you know you would go you you'd play a stage you know play a series of rounds as one if they had like a campaign where you'd play a series of rounds as one. And then you'd have to play the series of rounds as the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they force you to, to use the different things. That would be um, that would probably make you 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 force you to sort of use more of the game as opposed to just kind of focusing on a couple things. Yeah, I guess that's why I complain about the directions too, because like the directions make no sense until you played. But like once you played around, it isn't. It still isn't clear like what they what they mean. Like I only just. Like, I had unlocked... I had gotten more than 32 stars with, like, most of the characters. I figured I wouldn't be able to get, you know, 128 or whatever to unlock the mm-hmm. full thing. But I had gotten 32 stars with all the characters but one, and I was just doing so poorly. And then I realized that it's not even in any of the instructions. There's a, that little vine that goes over the top of the weapon has bubbles that get filled in. Right, right, right. That's so you can actually up. see what level they're at. Yeah. Although, like, when you're standing on them, there's also a huge description box at the bottom of the screen and there's no indication of like how high well i take that back there is an indication of what level the weapon is at there's no indication of how many points to the next level even though it's already look at the little dots but it's drawn on top like the little tiny dots on top of the screen but you have all the space at the bottom of the screen yeah yeah fair the art style in general of this game was uh i don't have too much to say about it but it was it was interesting it's it it very much like uh looks like a december album cover uh, yeah it, and it feels like uh someone's like doodles during a D game to me yeah um it was inter- but it was interesting because yeah i just i've never seen a game like that before yeah. with that it's sort of hand-drawn light colors renaissance kind yeah, of yeah. uh you know the thing is on like a tan background it's so like it looks brown like, ink on a tan background yeah, yeah exactly um yeah it's like one of the best turn-based renaissance fair themes <laughs> multi um combat uh ios games this year i i will say um some of the games that i get for ios i'm like cool i figured this out and i delete it like monument valley uh is an excellent game but once i beat it even when they came out with new levels i was just kind of like yeah i know what that's going to be and you know that's not really exciting to me this one i think i'd play through although 
uh, if you haven't played it yet, um, my number one go-to recommendation is always 10 million. No, I don't know that one. Uh, it's, we should talk about it on another show, but it's a, um, it's a side scroller Mm -hmm. and, uh, you do damage by match matching tiles. Mm -hmm. Um, but the whole goal is just to get to 10 million and then it's kind of like, well, you just start over from the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like an RPG side scroller matchy thing, Mm -hmm. but it's very good. And that also see again to me, like that's, that's kind of why with this game, I complain a little bit because with 10 million, the mechanics are either, uh, obvious Mm-hmm. Or they're explained as they pop up. Whereas with this game, right, right, and that's, some things yeah. were explained, yeah. But it just kind of assumed you knew a bunch of other things. And in the game's defense, like once I actually started paying attention, the other things became a little bit more obvious. Yeah. But it's a game. It's definitely a game for like that demands that you sort of make an effort to like get to get to sort of get the most out of it. Yeah. In other words, it's like. You can download it and just start screwing around with it, but you're not going to really take advantage of a lot of the complexity until you you affirmatively go out and check. So one of the um, one of the when we were talking about playing this game, I said, you know, there's another game I've been meaning to check out, which is Hitman Go, or uh, there's also a I don't know if it's called called Goal, but there's also like a Tomb Raider one of the same uh, genre. Um, which I'd heard really good things about, and also might be, give us a, just like some excuses to talk about Hitman, which neither of us have played the new Hitman. Yeah. But, um, but uh, did you did you end up checking out the new Hitman or the Hitman Go? Game? I did not download okay. it. Okay, no. so it it so I played an hour of of that, and first of all, that game is beautiful. Um, it had a lot of the same, uh, a lot of the same. Um, so the the way the Hitman Go works is that you're on a track, but the track has some um, has some forks in it. Yeah. Uh, and so, it, but it, again, it's like the like this game. It's turn based, and there are enemies that are sort of patrolling the way in the in a real Hitman game they would. Yeah. Along the track, and so your job is to and it's turn based. So your job is to figure out how to go travel around the track to get past the enemies or to at least get behind them and then knock them over you know kill them uh in order to get to your goal uh and then some of the little dots on the track have um rocks on them (laughs) and then you can throw those rocks to distract and change the patrols of the other people around them uh it, it was a really cool game i mean like there's a lot, you know. I, I'd be interested to talk to you about it once you played it. There's a lot of interesting stuff about the art and about, um, you know, sort of what what it means to make like a mobile tie-in game. Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting but, because that really captures sort of the essence of Hitman. I mean, Hitman's like a first-person or third-person shooter, depending on how far you scroll in. Yeah. Um, but it it at at its core, it is what you just described, right? right? You have to learn the patterns of all the people on the level and all the other stuff that happens and kind of... Yeah, and it, from and, it. and it was... it's it's Yeah, and it's very cool in that way in that it very self-consciously says, you know, says, by says, I mean, like, art, in an artistic sense, it's it, it communicates, we know that this is a phone game. We know that this is not you playing Hitman on your phone. In other yeah. words, if we yeah. wanted to do a shitty version of Hitman on your phone, we could do that. 
but that's not what we're going to do. We're going to make an explicitly mobile game that, as I said, is very pretty in its own right, but it's pretty like a really pretty version of The Sims would be pretty. It's not pretty like a shooter. Yeah. Um, um, and and it's even, um, it's like almost, they're, they're almost too cute by half. They, um, they, the whole thing is actually stylized like a board game. Huh. Okay. So you're a little piece. Yeah. That's a little Hitman piece. And it's then, like... When you kill someone, they just knock. You just knock over their piece. It's like um, skeuomorphic, but yeah, exactly yeah. skeuomorphic in a weird a, tabletop. Type yeah, of way. it's yeah. it's very weird, um, but very cool. Anyway, but it did have that same thing that we were talking about, which is the kind of like you're either getting attacked or attacking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and maybe like the whole point of the game, really like. Whereas that's just a small element of, of uh, the uh, imbroglio. The, for Hitman Go, that's like one of the large points of the game is figuring out how to disrupt that flow yeah. of the patrols in order to get what you need. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, um, this one's a card game. It's not a video game, but there, you can buy a game called Scrabble Slam, which is actually surprisingly fun yeah. for one of those just like it's a deck of cards take this on a trip with your family but you're just spelling like you get a, a hand of like seven cards and i think you uh one card at a time change a four-letter word around and so like if you can't change the word then you just draw another card and whoever runs out of cards first wins but um it's that same idea of like this is a travel game but it's not like scrabble travel edition you know it's like right we've boiled this down to make it simpler rather than going the other way and trying to like cram all the pieces onto a magnetic board right Right. no absolutely yeah it's really smart it's really smart for um from the perspective of what these mobile games really are which is basically marketing tools for the larger game. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever end up playing Fallout Shelter? Did we do a show? Did we talk about Fallout Shelter? I don't think we talked about it. I did play it. Um, it got so much press and people loved it so much, and I could not stand it. Really? Yeah, I sort of couldn't stand it. I got obsessed with it for like two days, and I was like, "This is not that fun and really annoying." Yeah. And, I mean, uh, you get yeah. to you get to a point where like you either like it just has a lot of like really clear like blocking points right you get to a point where you just can't grow any bigger without waiting for a day which i guess is kind of the whole point of a free-to-play like yeah yeah it like choke choke points you you have enough resources to do a bunch of stuff at the beginning and then you just get choke pointed to where you have to like turn your phone off and not play for like a day or two right until whatever resources come back up but also like i i don't know i i just got frustrated with the flow and i think because it was meant to be a free-to-play um, that's purposeful, but it was just no. But I, I agree, and I think that the thing is, you know, in terms of those choke point mechanics or like, you know, the the way of doing things, it's kind of a, a weird thing, right? Because you're like Bethesda does not need the three dollars yeah. for me playing Fallout Shelter again. What it really is, and I paid five dollars for the Hitman Go. It's not like I was just. It's not like it was yeah. nothing, but what it really is is a marketing tool for the yeah. game the larger game and again like you were saying about the i think i think fallout shelter did do a good job of sort of evoking some of the fallout mechanics as well although you know really fallout's a, sh- a fighting game yeah but um and this didn't really have that but it had that sort of punishing element yeah. and that and yeah. the chance element yeah. the sort of playing with fire and hoping you don't get 
uh, and then of course, a, a, you know, hoping you don't end up in like getting totally punished. Uh, and then of course it also had like, you know, nailed a lot of the sort of fifties, like, you know, apocalyptic, but like super happy, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, that's the whole fallout vibe. Right. Uh, another game that actually is coming to mind for me, there was a companion app for far cry, uh, three, uh-huh. far cry four, whatever the most recent far cry before the primal one. Um, where you could like, there's one place in in the Far Cry game where you could like go and fight in a cage match, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you got to a certain level, you got a perk in the game. But you could actually not play that on the full PC game, but get the companion app right. and like give it your Rockstar ID or whatever it yeah. was, and uh, play a bunch of cage matches on your phone. Yeah. Which was kind of like a rock paper scissor type of thing, but um, yeah, I actually played a that? lot of that. <laughs> really, so I was surprised when I when I like plugged the app in. I was like, sure, whatever, I'll just do this to get whatever yeah. like initial bonus. And then I was like, wow, I ended up like leveling up my cage match stats or whatever to like the point where I didn't really need to play in the cage anymore. Yeah. So do you think that's like I've heard about this from other games before, um, and like. Do you think that's like I've never really encountered it myself? I would, I would guess that I would find that annoying. I expected it to be annoying. In this case, I didn't. I guess it was an, not annoying because it, it was just a fun game. Well, I think it was more like for me, like a mobile game is like I'm sitting at the dentist's office and he said five more minutes and I've read all the magazines, like or like I, my Twitter feed is up to date which is kind of impossible and i just want to like blow or you've just a few realized lines. yeah, yeah. That, like nothing on twitter is yeah worth reading anyway or like i can't get on yeah <laughs> I, I finally reevaluated my twitter life decisions and block everybody in the app um no but for me like it's i just want to dive in i i want the time commitment to be like maybe two minutes tops yeah. and then i want the option to like quit and like actually get my teeth cleaned or whatever yeah. Or, like, I'm sitting at the bus stop and waiting for the bus. But I need to be able to just, like, shut it off and get on the bus and do the rest of my life. I think a lot of free-to-play games kind of abuse, like, they get, um, they kind of abuse the privilege of my attention sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I'm just, like, I'm done. Which I think Fallout Shelter was that way, right? Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like you could just, like, play it and then put it down. Or Neko Atsume, like, I played that for a little bit, but then I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to do this five times a day just so I can get whatever the thing is. I just want to, like, pick it up and look at my cats and then put it down again, you know? um, So, yeah. That was, that was like a big long diatribe, but again, I was surprised. I by... like how it culminated, and I just want to pick it up and look at my cats. Yeah. You know. Well, have you seen Neko Atsumi? I, I, I no, You know what? I actually don't know if I have seen it, but I've heard many people talk about it. It's, like I know all about it. It's yeah. The cat, picking pictures of your cat. Uh, it's a crazy cat backyard. lady simulator. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because literally when you Japanese. It, when for, you said the name, yeah. Like I didn't know what I didn't. I didn't yeah. connect it, and so I was just like you know like okay whatever he's talking about and then of course at the end and then it you know it didn't i didn't realize what you were talking about until the end when you went i just want to check out my cats yeah and then fucking get get on with my fucking business yeah you know well you know what i mean like it's not like i am not the target audience for neko atsume uh which is literally japanese for cat collector it's like a crazy cat lady simulator you put treats in your yard yeah man. and then someone else's cats visit you for like two or three minutes and then disappear yeah you but know, you can take pics. 
You can take pics. There's a lot of cat buttholes. They get Very themselves fun. into funny situations, which are pickable. Did you, we ever do a... Did you ever play... What was that game? My cat wakes me up in the middle of the night and it makes me want to kill myself or whatever it was called. Do you know <laughs> no. what I'm talking about? No. I gotta show it to you after the show. Um, anyway. Uh, no, so point taken. So, you know, I think... And I think that... Like the larger conversation that we can have another time is like what you know what like what are sort of mobile games for? I yeah. think this game, I think uh, Imbrilio is probably for the fact that this guy wants to make simple games. Yeah, and he it's not that he wants them to be played on the bus. He wants he just wants to take his ideas in a simple form and put them out there and yeah. kind of get people interested in them. And whether it's on a phone or a computer is not really material. It's more just like this is a good medium as opposed to a medium. It's a good medium in terms of the screen size and the mecha- and the sort of good coding and all that stuff yeah. and, the, and the method of distribution as opposed to a good medium in terms of the way that people play mobile games in terms of the way they put their time into them yeah 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 i would i would definitely agree that like the re the reasons why i like the game are probably a little secondary to the creator's intent right like yeah. i like it because you could just pick it up um it's reasonably easy to wrap your head around but again i w- i would say that i agree with you 100 percent. he just wants to make games and like this was a simple little idea yeah. and he could execute it so he put yeah. it out in the world no, I mean, I think it's cool. And I think if, like, you know, if if he put it, like, a lot... If, like, you know, if people put a lot more time into a game like this... Like, these are these are interesting ideas. Like, the weapon per square idea is yeah. interesting. I was actually interested to see that... Or I was... At first, I thought maybe the, the enemies were going to also be able to use the weapons, which would be really interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it's a cool take and uh, something to check out. game is called Imbroglio. Not Imbrogio. <laughs> Imbroglio. Current currently what three ninety nine two ninety nine? Yeah, in the I App think Store? it was three ninety nine. But anyway, and I feel like I definitely I don't know if I'm going to make this a uh, formatic issue where we talk about it every show, but I feel like I got my money's worth. It's that's a recommended buy for me. All right, three ninety nine, out the door. Uh, all right, let's uh, wrap up. We uh, will be back uh, with Artbeat and. Uh, 20 or 30 minutes assuming Lily services I haven't talked to her but I talked to her Friday uh, so I'm assuming we're still on but you know you never know that's that's part of the excitement here on the beat uh, let's get back into I got some quick some some quick punchy punk rock pop punk jams uh, lined up for you so starting with Landslide by the Steve Adamic band you're listening to the beat on BFF.FM
All right, I did not screw up. That's the way that song ends, apparently. It's new from In The Red Records. It's a song called You Can't Kill Time by a band called CFM. Before that, uh, something else new um, by, I think, a self-released single uh, by a band called Carnival Youth. The song is called Surf. Uh, new album from Pup coming out. Excited about that. Uh, that song is called My Life Is Over and I Couldn't Be Happier. Uh, before that, The Muffs. Remember The Muffs? Uh, I've been listening to the album Happy Birthday to Me. Uh, that one's called Honeymoon. Uh, that was the one that came out. That was the album that came out after Blonder and Blonder. I think... Those are the only two Muffs records I own, and I think that is a pretty fucking cool Muffs collection, to be honest. Uh, all killer, no filler, if you know what I mean. Uh, we'll be checking in with Lily Simonson in just a few minutes to talk about Lady Dynamite, the new Maria Bamford show on Artbeat, our weekly art and pop culture discussion program. But until then, I got a couple of other new uh, sort of, you know... I don't know. I mean, maybe people have heard of these bands, but um, I think this is some kind of uh, unplayed, underplayed, uh, lesser-known stuff. So I'm glad to be able to check it out sort of alongside you. And the way these things usually go is that once a month or so, I do a show where I play a lot of new stuff, and about two or three of those songs sort of stick. And uh, I end up playing them a lot and buying the record and being a fan of the band. And so... Ah, it's fun for me. Hope it's fun for you. Next one we've got on our list is a band called New Found Land. Uh, all That's three words. New Found Land. I bet they thought that was pretty clever when they thought of it, uh, and then they uh, realized that uh, later on only that when they type in their name to any uh, search engine, um, it, just mean, it just says, do you mean New Found Glory? Oh, that... Oh, that burns. Does that burn? Uh, the album is called Lore. Uh, it just came out on... I don't know what record label. Do I have it here? Not yet. I'll let you know on the other end. But this song's called Swedish Licorice. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.fm.
Yeah.
You're listening to Artbeat on BFF.FM. Well, some people try to pick up girls and get called asshole. This never happened to Pablo Picasso. He could walk down your street, girls could not resist the stare, and so Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. All right, welcome to Art Beat. 33% chance we have a co-host, Lily. Hello? No, no dice. Ugh. We've been having horrible technical difficulties. This is so sad because we've been waiting to do this topic for two weeks now, and I know that the entire uh, listening public is just... um, He's just sitting around waiting to hear our thoughts on uh, Maria Bamford. But um, I think uh, it's 8, 541, and, you know, sometimes things just don't work out the way that you planned. Uh, so I guess we'll just finish it out here on the beat, and we'll have to catch up with Lily next week. Uh, don't feel bad. Uh, it hurts me more than it hurts you. Uh, let's let's uh let's see what we've been listening to that we actually had a quite a long a little uh a little uh run there uh that was velvet crush but uh time wraps around you before that the mantles from last night's uh reckless eric show uh from the record on slumberland record uh records uh the song is called lay it down before that uh, uh more new music um coming into the station uh tomemitsu with vacation and another new one, Maria May or Mariah May, M A R I Y I Y A, with "Open Up, It's Cold." Uh, thanks for staying tuned to the beat, and uh, yeah, we'll be here um, every Sunday, rain or shine, uh, depends. Uh, you'll have you have to sort of uh, see what you get, uh, but usually it's a mix of. Oh, you know what? Um, Let's talk. Uh, so, okay. So, point is, um, thanks. Uh, yes, generally there is a uh, show with Lily, but uh, it doesn't seem to be happening for me. Um, if you're in any way interested in the music that's being played on the show, uh, come see me DJ at uh, Pops on Wednesday, 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, we're trying to bring out a bunch of people this week um, to make it a real special uh one because uh you know uh it's time to get serious about this stuff um and uh it's really fun i do all vinyl and um i'd love to see you come out uh so um please do uh until then uh just gonna keep uh things rolling this is a a a nice deep cut from uh, graham parker's uh classic album squeezing out sparks this one's called love gets you twisted you're listening to the beat on bff.fm
supposed to be Love gets you twisted Love gets you twisted inside out I knew that it existed yeah. I knew that it existed I had no doubt When she's in my arms I get tangled up It's true
Get to 
ages though it's just an hour Since I saw you and your repertoire You fought with mother and your fraught with strange you're a fool and you will never change Since there's no Shut it, hold it right there It seems you made a great mistake somewhere Would they lie they loved you for their own good? Or would you lie to me? Of course you would Since there's no manual to tell me what to do
If it gets more inappropriate 